You're listening to Dental Talk from VivaLearning.com. Welcome to Dental Talk. I'm Dr. Phil Klein. Today we'll be discussing the daunting challenge of integrating new products or systems into a well-run practice. Our guest, Dr. Jennifer Bell, will share with us how she has incorporated new restorative materials and products into her practice successfully over the past 12 months and going strong. Dr. Bell received both of her degrees from UNC Chapel Hill and has volunteered for Missions of Mercy, providing dental care throughout the state to those in need. She is currently the immediate past president of the North Carolina Academy of General Dentistry. Dr. Bell, it's a pleasure to have you on Dental Talk. It's a pleasure to be here, Phil. Thanks so much for allowing me this opportunity to share a little bit. Yeah, we're excited about it. And, you know, listen, as a profession, we live off of, live and die off of uh, materials and products. I shouldn't say die, but we certainly live off of them. <laughs> um, so we want to make sure we're using the right stuff. And I know you have some favorites that you're going to share with us, which we're excited about to hear. But just to kick off this podcast, let me start with this simple question. What are the challenges of onboarding new materials and technology into a practice? Uh, it's a great question because I think we all feel that, you know, we have reps who come into our practice and drop off samples. We have colleagues at dental meetings who talk about the latest and greatest things that they're using. And it can be overwhelming to try to figure out, you know, which products and technologies do I want to onboard? What's going to work well in my hands? Uh, I think we all are hesitant because we um, we don't want the disruption of our current workflow and processes. You know, we sit down with um, our dental assistants to to execute a procedure that we've done a thousand times before, and it goes like clockwork. We don't want to throw a wrench in that in any way. And uh, new materials always bring new steps, new instruction manuals that you have to read and understand. Then there's the onboarding and training of you yourself as the clinician, but also your team members to make sure that they understand the new processes that are that are attached to that new material or technology. So you've got that onboarding process and that takes time out of your productive schedule to do that. Um, are you prepared to absorb the failures if it doesn't go well in your hands? Doesn't necessarily reflect the dental material, but we all know that there are some things that some of our colleagues do really well with certain materials that for whatever reason just don't seem to work well for us. And are we prepared to absorb those failures and what does that cost us in our practice? You know, there's the material cost, we have to redo the procedure. Um, and then there's the confidence, the psychological cost of that. You know, we've taken a procedure that we've done many, many times before and now we've added a complexity to it that, you know, invariably affects our confidence as clinicians. And then, you know, our reputation, you know, when that patient was sitting in the chair, did they perceive that you were uncomfortable in any way in doing something that you've done so many times before? So there, there's all these psychological things that are happening when we bring new products into the practice. And, you know, I'm not immune to those same uh, challenges. And, and so it's finding that right balance of bringing new things into your practice that are going to get you excited, maybe improve your clinical outcomes and, and your workflow processes. Yeah, no, that's very well explained. I was just recently at a KOL meeting in Scottsdale, Arizona, the Spear Education Center, and I actually hosted a podcast there and there were six or seven KOLs on the panel. And one of the questions that I asked was, if a dentist's office is doing really well with a particular procedure and they're getting great predictable outcome, successful predictable outcome over and over again, 
and then they go to top KOL, talk about a particular product. Should they even listen to that? They're already getting success and they're happy with what they have. So one KOL said, I wouldn't do anything. I would stick to what you're doing well and keep at it. And then the other KOL, which I kind of agreed with, the answer was, isn't it the responsibility of the clinician to keep up on the most advanced products that can actually help the patient clinically, help eliminate a recurrent decay or help get better uh, a, a better seal at the margins and so forth? Even if it's in their mind, it's successful, they don't always know what's going on behind the scenes, you know, with that restoration. So that's, so there is a point where you have to say, you know what, I got to try this product. I've read so much about it. I've heard about it. It's been published that it does these great things. Have you come across any products like that? And tell us about some of the products that you used where you've um, really experienced some game changing effects from the chemistry of those products. Absolutely. So really for me, a new product line that's been introduced to me over the last 12 months has been Shofu products. I, somehow I've missed them in the marketplace for a long time and I hadn't had a lot of exposure to it. So much to your point before, I had a bonding system, a composite system, a flowable composite system uh, that was working really well in my hands and in my practice, even probably to my own detriment because you bring up a really valid point. You know, at some point you have to be forced to start considering other products because of some of the solutions that they're solving that, that you aren't solving. So for instance, you, you sort of highlighted bioactive materials. And, you know, if I got a better marginal adaptation, like less shrinkage, it's stronger. Um, wouldn't you want to consider a product that has those advantages for your patients? And as a doctor, yes, I agree that I absolutely wanted to consider those products. As a business person and a clinician, there's that psychological process that goes on when you're considering that. So, you know, I, I decided to go ahead and move forward with uh, doing some some testing and some sampling with some of the newer products. And I've been really excited. I haven't dabbled too far in the bioactive world. I always want to be new in technology, but not the bleeding edge um, and let the research sort of settle itself out a little bit. And I think we're starting to see some phenomenal data coming out about bioactive materials and how it can be um, a replacement for our traditional resins that we've been, been placing. And I think most clinicians would agree that we would prefer materials that could go into an, an environment that could be uh, productive and valuable as opposed to being very static. And, and most of our resin materials that we currently use are very static. Um, and so we want things that are going to be of benefit to the patient the day you put it into the tooth, but also 10 years postoperatively when you're, when you're looking at that radiograph and evaluating that patient. It's interesting, though, because Shofu developed Gymer technology, which I know we're going to be talking about, a long time ago. It's not a new thing, right? It's been around right. for 20 years. A lot of dentists uh, weren't using the technology, weren't familiar with it. But it has tremendous research behind it to show that it's really uh, releasing these six ions that are very effective in doing many things to help the patient. So maybe you can talk about that, that proprietary filler particle that is known as gymer technology. Absolutely. So that bioactive capability is allowing for fluoride exchange and other productive ions are, are kind of exchanging within the oral cavity. But what's also happening specific with this technology is there's an antibacterial component, um, an acid neutralization component. Um, they're showing some clinical data that it actually strengthens the tooth structure. So you can start to 
kind of dabble a little bit in the biomimetic world as well. If you're replacing enamel and dentin layers that actually are, are reproducing the level of strength and integrity of dentin and enamel. So the gymer technology, yes, the ion exchange is huge, but also there's these other components that are, are critical for the success of our restorations. If, if we can have an antibacterial component that if you looked at a resin restoration that's gymer technology versus uh, no gymer technology or bioactive capability, and you see the bacterial levels being so much lower, that's a clinical success, not just because you did a great restoration, but the longevity of it as well. Right, now, how are you seeing the success in your practice with this gymer technology? And is this obviously um, just with direct restoratives, flowables and composite resins and so forth? Correct, so for, with the Shofu line, currently I'm using their Beautyfill Flow Plus and their Fit SA, which we can talk about those specific materials and their clinical applications. But right now the success is just post-operative x-rays and uh, your six-month recare visits to, to continue to evaluate your materials. Um, they have the data on the long-range studies to show its success, and now I'm collecting the anecdotal uh, data to show it successful in my own practice. But, you know, initially you know it's successful by lack of post-operative calls that you're getting uh, from discomforts or failed restorations, right? So we, we've passed the initial line of testing and now moving into, okay, great, how does it look? at the you know 18 to 24 month benchmark on a uh, bite wing x-ray um, and those types of things as we evaluate and the, the clinical success that the margins are staying sealed um, and resisting recurrent decay. Yeah, so aesthetically, the restorations are also quite nice. I, I love them. On. Yeah, the, the polishability has is, is been phenomenal. And I, I was skeptical, frankly, especially with the FitSA product because um, you know, there's no bonding required from it. And so I thought, you know, and I'm used to working with other um, similar style products and I just didn't get that same type of aesthetic pop that I, that I started to get with the FitSA. So it has replaced, you know, it's my class five go-to restoration now because um, it's easy to place. It's, it's very predictable, but then I can polish it and aesthetically, you know, patients are, are you know, really jazzed about it. And it camouflages really nicely with their own natural tooth shades. So um, yeah, the aesthetics have been really spot on. Just so we can clarify for the audience, FIT SA, that's F-I-T, new word, SA. Yes. Yeah, that's a bioactive self-adhesive flowable composite, is it not? That's correct. Okay. So that flowable composite, obviously you mentioned class fives. What other clinical applications um, do you use that for? So it, it's approved for preventative resins. You can do class threes, class fives, and liners. That's really where it's it's clinically indicated. In my practice, liners over you know a, a bioactive um, material that I place over you know an indirect or direct pulp cap. It's a really nice liner material to place um, on the base of your preparation. But using it a lot right now for class five restorations. So tell us how Fit SA solves some of your pain points. So Fit SA, because by the nature of the product, it doesn't require a bonding step. You're able to move to direct application of the restorative material very quickly. So uh, this has been really nice to use in uh, pediatric patients if we're doing very minimally invasive um, preventative resins on occlusal surfaces. And then also for my geriatric patients for class five and, and class three restorations, 
Um, and what I really love about it is that I feel more confident because it has the Gymer technology, we're getting that bioactive material in there, especially for my, my geriatric patients who I worry about whether or not I'm going to be able to get them back in in a timely fashion because they're dependent on transportation or they're, you know, in an assisted living facility. I also worry about how good their home care is going to be when they leave the office. And so I'm really putting restorations in environments that I, I have great concern are caustic in nature. So anything I can do to place a material um, that has that bioactive capability is at least giving them an increased likelihood of success. Um, and not adding those additional bonding steps means that I can treat patients in a very efficient uh, and quick manner. And for some of my geriatric patients, holding their mouth open for you know long periods of time for in, increased isolation steps and to get all those bonding techniques down um, often compromises our our end outcome you know we're, we're we don't get the predictability that we're looking for and again the purpose of this podcast was to talk about you know the challenging part of incorporating new materials and products into the practice and it does make a difference um with your workflow sometimes. And there's also a learning curve. There's staff that's used to doing it a certain way. And these are the things you covered earlier in the podcast. I guess that's something that dentists just have to think about, right? Where, where it's time to say, yes, we need to try this new product. And I guess sampling is a good way. You mentioned sampling. Um, that's that, right. And is, I, I, think that's why, I think that's why education is so important. It's a, it's a blessing and a curse because I know many times as a clinician, I sit down and perform a procedure and maybe I've seen a webinar, I attended a course the following weekend, and now I know, I know that there's a better way of doing things or at least something I should consider. And you feel convicted a bit to, to move forward and want to be able to provide those services to your patient. Um, and so that's why we have to change because once we know and, and we are exposed to new products, softwares, techniques, whatever it happens to be, in order to be the best clinicians we can be to our patients every day, we have to at least give some consideration. And to your point, sampling is a great way to do that. And, and most of these companies will, will provide those free of charge to you. And you can find a patient population where maybe you can provide a, you know, a courtesy service as well to give yourself the opportunity to have a little bit of leeway um, in, in working through some of those kinks, doing a great service to a community member who maybe needs dentistry at a reduced cost, and you get the advantage of, of sort of sampling and testing out some of these materials to see if they are a good fit for your practice. Yeah, and I might want to say, Gymer technology, from what I hear, the products that incorporate Gymer technology are very competitively priced. If Correct. Not, yeah, if not less expensive than some of the brand name composite resins and flowables that are out there. So do you agree with that? Is that- A hundred percent. And that's the name of the game now because our overhead expenses are going up. Um, every day uh, in every facet of our practice. So anywhere where we can find predictable, uh, high quality materials at a reduced cost, you're not having to compromise on your clinical outcome. That's a win for, yeah, for yeah. most clinicians. It's, it's one of those rare cases in life where you're actually getting more for your money, which is not, <laughs> exactly. it doesn't happen very often. So anyway, we'll wrap up this podcast right now. And Dr. Bell, it's been great. I know we're going to be talking to you on the part two about dental photography using this camera that is really easy to use that that does a great job um, in the office. And it's almost something what I've heard from KOLs, they, once they start using this camera, they can't live without it. And you're going to be talking about the benefits of dental photography. So we're looking forward to that. In the meantime, for our audience, 
If you're interested in more information on this Gymer technology, it's spelled, it's tough to pronounce, I know, but it's spelled G-I-O-M-E-R, G-I-O-M-E-R technology from Shofu. Look it up and um, you can look it up on Google. Uh, DuckDuckGo is another great search engine. I'm trying to push that too because they don't keep your information. So mm -hmm. look into DuckDuckGo. But um, thank you so much, Dr. Bell. We'll look forward to you on your next podcast. Same. Thanks so much, Bill. It was great talking to you.